Start your electric journey right here, right now. With a Volvo XC90 Recharge, our plug-in hybrid SUV with extended range. For more everyday electric journeys on a single charge with a hybrid option for longer adventures. Contact your local retailer to book a test drive or design your own vehicle at volvocars.com US. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid. The electric car with a backup plan. Hey, math fans, Jason Marshall, Math Dude here with your weekly dose of quick and dirty tips to make math easier. Fall has finally arrived in Los Angeles, which really just means that daytime highs have plummeted from the 80s down into the 60s. I know, burr, right? No, not really. Anyway, with the change in season comes the annual falling of the leaves from the fruit trees in my backyard. Although the cherries and apricots seem to be holding out for even colder weather before slipping into their seasonal slumber, this week the persimmon and plum trees gave up and shed their summertime duds for a sparser look. Earlier in the week, in the midst of an action-packed game of bounce the ball off daddy's head, my daughter stopped to pick up one of these leaves. She then picked up another, and another, and another, and, well, you get the picture. A pile began to grow in our backyard. And then in the house. Throughout the week, these piles grew, and they now include leaves not just from our backyard, but from the whole neighborhood, local parks, and pretty much anywhere else we've ventured. Clearly, she thinks that leaves are really cool, and I do too. Not only are they beautiful and fascinating little things, just ask any tree, there's even a type of plot called the stem and leaf plot named after them. Okay, that last thing probably isn't the coolest thing about leaves, but I do think it's pretty nifty. With all of these leaves in my life right now, I just can't help but want to talk about them today, which is exactly what we're going to do. Given that this is a show about math and data and all of the things that can be done with math to analyze data, over the next few weeks we're going to talk about just what a stem and leaf plot is, what it can show you, and why it's named after all of those beautiful leaves my daughter is collecting. But before we start talking about the specifics of the stem and leaf plot and all that it can do to enhance your data analyzing life, let's take a minute to talk about plots in general. In particular, let's talk about why making any kind of plot, and there are lots of different kinds that you can make, is a useful thing to do in the first place. The reason is actually simple, and it's best explained with an example. Let's say I'm looking through my daughter's piles of leaves and decide that I'd really like to measure the height and width of each leaf. Why would I want to do that? I have absolutely no idea, but stick with me for a minute. Imagine I grab a ruler and start measuring leaves one by one, writing the height and width in nice, neat columns on a big sheet of paper. After collecting, let's say, a hundred or so sets of measurements, I'd have a hundred or so lines of data. At that point, I might start to wonder, what's the most common width or height? Are they clustered around some value or are the values all spread out? Is there any relationship between the widths and heights of leaves? Start your electric journey right here, right now. With a Volvo XC90 Recharge, our plug-in hybrid SUV with extended range. For more everyday electric journeys on a single charge with a hybrid option for longer adventures. 
Contact your local retailer to book a test drive or design your own vehicle at volvocars.com slash US. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid. The electric car with a backup plan. Looking at the sheet of paper full of numbers, it's hard to quickly answer any of these questions. But if we make a plot of the width of leaves on the x-axis versus the height of leaves on the y-axis, we'll immediately be able to visually see if there is a relationship between the width and height. If the points all fall along some sort of a line, then the answer is yes. But if they're instead scattered all over the place, the answer is no. Either way, a plot can make the answer immediately clear to see. If we make a stem and leaf plot, we'll quickly be able to answer the first few questions we asked. Namely, what's the most common leaf width or height? And are these values clustered around some number or are they all spread out? Let's go ahead and make the plot and find out. Making a stem and leaf plot is really quite simple. In fact, a stem and leaf plot is not even a plot per se. It's more of a diagram or a table, but people call it a plot, so we'll do the same. All you do to make this plot is take your collection of data, let's say it's just the widths of those 100 leaves, and write it using a special two-column format. Imagine that all of the leaves are between 7 and 23 centimeters in width. In the first column of your plot, you would write the numbers 0, 1, and 2. The zero row is going to be used for all of the leaves with single-digit widths between 0 and 9 centimeters. The zero represents the zero in the tens place. The one row is going to be used for all the leaves with widths having one in the tens place. Those are all the leaves between 10 and 19 centimeters wide. And the two row is going to be used for all the leaves with widths having two in the tens place. Those are all the leaves between 20 and 29 centimeters wide. After you have these three rows set up, for each leaf in your sample, you simply write the digit from the ones place of its width in the second column. For example, if a leaf's width is 17 centimeters, you write a 7 in the second column of the row with 1 in the first column. If a leaf's width is 9 centimeters, you write 9 in the second column of the row with 0 in the first column. If a leaf's width is 21 centimeters, you write 1 in the second column of the row with 2 in the first column. And so on for each leaf. Make sense? As you're making your plot, you'll want to write the numbers in the second column so that they're sorted from smallest to largest. Or you can always rewrite it to sort it. When you've done all of this for all of the leaves in your sample, you're done. That's your stem and leaf plot. If you're having trouble following along and picturing exactly what this should look like, be sure to check out the graphic I've included in the web article version of this podcast. You can find that at quickanddirtytips.com mathdude. The image there should definitely help you out. Anyway, once you've figured this all out and made your plot, you'll probably be wondering what can you actually learn from it? And what in the world does it have to do with stems and leaves? In truth, I bet if you spend a few minutes thinking while staring at your stem and leaf plot, you can start to figure out the answers to these questions yourself. In fact, I think that's a perfectly fine and dandy idea. So much so that I'm going to give you about a week to do exactly that. Of course, once you've worked out your brain thinking about this for yourself, be sure to check back next time to hear the exciting conclusion to our tale of the what why and whatever else there may be to say about the venerable old stem and leaf plot. 
Okay, that's all the math we have time for today. For more fun with math, please check out my book, The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Guide to Algebra. With the holidays coming up, keep in mind that it's a perfect gift for you and all the math fans in your life. And it's available wherever you like to buy books. Thanks very much in advance for your support. Also, be sure to check out the catalog of the other 263 Math Dude episodes. They're all available at quickanddirtytips.com slash mathdude and through your favorite podcast app. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you'll never miss a new episode. Until next time, this is Jason Marshall with the Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Tips to Make Math Easier. Thanks for listening, math fans. Start your electric journey right here, right now. With a Volvo XC90 Recharge, our plug-in hybrid SUV with extended range. For more everyday electric journeys on a single charge with a hybrid option for longer adventures. Contact your local retailer to book a test drive or design your own vehicle at volvocars.com slash US. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid. The electric car with a backup plan.